0: Get your hands dirty with the Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. John Farnham at Coast FM and that chain reaction from the classic hits almost 10 minutes after 8 on this Saturday morning. Thanks to our sponsors, Alan Grahams uh, Caravans and RVs and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. What's happened to Sholan? Oh, so right? oh, Hello. <laughs> Sherilyn, oh. I thought you were out there doing some cuttings oh
1: I'm, I am I will be we're doing talking it this cuttings
0: weekend today. <laughs> yes. I brought that up because uh, you thought it might be a nice time of the year to think about uh, you know getting out of the out of the garden for a moment and sort of cutting things up and <laughs> creating extra plants and helping propagation mm-hmm. so Am I on the right track there? You
1: are on the correct track there, Pete. Now is a very, very good time to take softwood cuttings in your garden. So these are taken from the current season's growth. They're very good because you can get very quick results from them as well, from lots of different plants that are in our gardens, including roses, believe it or not. You can take cuttings from those too and get yourself growing some extra plants as well. It's a pretty easy process and, as I said, now's a really good time because we've getting that nice new growth. It's nice and healthy, and we're able to make lots of plants out of
0: those. Is that right? Yes. You get heaps and heaps.
1: Well, you can. Cutting's a term that we use for different lengths of plant material, specifically to propagate. And those lengths of material, like well, you think about it, go out and have a look at your plant. Say you've got, uh, I don't know, a nice Marea hedge or something like that. You'll you will be n- noticing lots of brighter green bits of the plant shoots coming out of it and those types of areas are very viable and so it's a great time
0: to do it. Am I Looking at a very, fairly fiddly process, Sherilyn, I know oh, we're going to no. talk to a couple of experts today. We,
1: well, I'm a bit of an expert. I don't know if you oh, noticed okay. that or not, but yeah, I oh, know we are. We oh, do we do. Yes. we do have Rachel O'Kell from our Green Sanctuary joining us shortly. She's about to arrive and she's talking about houseplant propagation at this time of the year, which is very much the same thing. So I won't go right into depth because I'm hoping Rachel does because I love her expertise. But it really, look, in a nutshell, it is just about taking a cutting, doing it nicely and cleanly so we prevent. Uh, cross-contamination and disease as well and then preparing that quite easily by taking some of the leaves off and finding a node. Rachel's going to talk to us about that, I'm sure. I'm going to leave that for her and just putting in some water or some propagation mix and off you go. So the idea for these cuttings is to stimulate root root growth on the cuttings so that it creates a new plant. So it's another way for us to propagate or have more plants without having to wait for the seeds.
0: Now around the central coast there are plenty of these uh, areas of uh, bushland they're probably national park and the mm-hmm, like can mm-hmm. I just nip in there and nip no <laughs> no, <laughs>
1: no absolutely hey, you'll pay for not these parks. Uh, no 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 well that would be great if we all went out there and just oh we we'll just g- pop a up a nip to and touch. Yeah, no, absolutely not it is illegal to remove anything from a national park. That includes seeds and it definitely includes cuttings as well. And can I just say, and I know there'll be lots of our nursery people out there nodding their heads, it's also highly illegal and it's shoplifting if you take cuttings from nurseries or or garden centres. And it is done. It is done. I I actually, I have a neighbour who will remain nameless who said that his mother-in-law had the most gorgeous garden in the street in Newcastle because she used to go around in the, I think it was the 70s and 80s, and just snip, snip, and all fall into a handbag. <laughs> uh, just by Don't a do it. It is shoplifting. It is shoplifting. Don't do it. Uh, but no, you, what you need to do is take cuttings from your own garden, but have a chat to your neighbours. There's a good way to meet your neighbours if they've got something that's growing really particularly well. Most people are are, are quite okay with you having a cutting, but don't do it yourself. Go and ask them because there is a right and a wrong way to do it. You have to be nice and gentle, but it is a good way to get a free garden. You'd like that, Pete.
2: Well, absolutely.
1: (laughs) A free
0: garden is on everyone's lips at this time of year. Times are tough out there. Inflation, cost of living's going up. You know, get a cutting from wherever but you can, also, as long as it's legal.
1: As long as it's legal. And also, Pete, I'll just say that doing these cuttings as well, you can sell them as well to other people. So there you go. There's a little business you might want to get into.
0: Okay, it's all about uh, doing this thing called summer cuttings mm-hmm. today. And we've got Rachel from uh, Our Green Sanctuary. That's coming right. Coming right up after Terry Jacks with the Gardening Gang this morning, Coast FM. Hello. Pete Little and Sheryl and Darcy, Saturday morning with the Gardening Gang, 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 Gang. And uh, on the phone right now, we've got Rachel O'Kell from Our Green Sanctuary as a guest of the Gardening Gang. And she's here to discuss the very topic today. She's
1: one of our favourite guests. She's been on a few times. I love having a chat with Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Hi,
0: guys. How are you going? Well, it's a lovely weekend for propagation. (laughs) It was propagation, yeah. I know. Oh, that was fascination. What is that? Okay, oh. that's another song. I right. date myself. <laughs> Rachel, uh, good morning. Now, Our Green Sanctuary, you've got a uh, little business that is there to to engage people with uh, improving their what?
3: Their house plants
0: and oh, their indoor really? plants. <laughs> so,
3: no doubt... Definitely. Propagation
0: is something that you have great knowledge about. Mm.
3: Yeah, I mean, I have been propagating plants for many years. Yeah. I often am helping people with their um, propagations.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, so I've got some really great tips for you guys today about propagating houseplants, like what you're going to need and how to do it.
1: All right, yeah, how do we start? So I'm sitting there and I've got all my houseplants in front of me. I'm thinking, oh, I love these babies, but I need more. So, Rachel, what's the first thing that I need to do? I want to give Pete some of my houseplant
3: babies. So the first thing you want to do is pick your healthiest plants. So we're looking for plants that don't have any pests, they don't have any diseases and they're growing quite well. Um, that's going to be the best material to use to propagate and to give some plants over to Pete.
0: Good healthy plant, always <laughs> desirable.
3: <laughs> Top of the pops, all right?
0: Top of the pops.
1: <laughs>
3: so Ticks I've got my every plant,
0: square, I love it. Okay, it. step two.
3: Okay, so step two, we want clean and sharp secateurs or snips. So if you don't know what secateurs or snips are, you can use scissors, but they need to be clean and sharp. So if they're not clean, you can clean them with alcohol or metho. You -hmm. want to use clean tools to ensure that you're making clean cuts and we're not potentially having any infection or uh, issues with our cutting material. Like a
0: doctor. doctor.
2: Exactly. Love it. That's
0: right. So plants can suffer the same bacteria issues as humans? Well, it's a different Probably type of not bacteria. not exactly the
3: same types of bacteria, but, yeah, they can still suffer from infection, okay. whether it's disease or even just dirt or material from another plant that was oh, okay. not right. a healthy plant. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to cross-contaminate. Yeah.
0: All right, so you can still breathe uh, closely to them, I suppose. You can <laughs> breathe on them. <laughs> They're not
3: going to catch COVID, no, Pete, it's right. They're get not going to get a cold. No. <laughs> All right.
1: And then what part, this is the part that gets a lot of people, what part of my houseplant should I be cutting to make another houseplant?
3: Okay, so not all plants are going to propagate the same way. Mm -hmm. There are some plants that can propagate via a cutting and what you're going to look for is a node. On the stem of your plant, you'll see a bump on the stem and that's where a root can form. So often this will be on a climbing or a vining plant if you can find a node or a bump on the stem, that mm-hmm. is where you need to take the cutting. So, you want to include at minimum one node per cutting.
0: There so, you use your fingers just to go down there and feel where the little lump is. Is that going to give it away? or just Yeah, a, yeah, yeah okay. exactly. So, if you're blind, you'll still be able to find it. Okay, I like the idea.
1: You can it's see really it. Very versatile. They're usually, like, usually coloured sort of a little bit differently.
0: My well, eyesight's so shot at the moment no, I can't that's see right. in the dark. Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, wow. well, that's
3: easy. I will say that your cuttings shouldn't be any more than 10 centimetres in length for best result. Mm-hmm. You can do longer ones, but I don't recommend it if you've never done it before. The other oh. thing I'd suggest is to have no more than three leaves on your cutting. All right, got it. You can have two or one leaf, that's fine, but no more than three because that cutting material still has to sustain those leaves and energy in the stem you want that to be producing roots not sustaining leaves so if there's too sense. many leaves just remove them they'll go back it's going to be fine
0: step four well, step four
3: okay you need a propagating vessel or some propagating material so a lot of your houseplant cuttings will root in water mm-hmm. the roots can take two to four weeks to form and the water should be changed weekly you don't have to use clear glass, you can use coloured glass and lots of people think that coloured glass is even more effective mm. at producing root faster than clear glass. I haven't tested this personally. No, either, I do. So.
1: I've tested it. I think it does. I think it gives a bit of a filtered thing and I don't know. I just, I yeah. like it. A
0: softer light,
1: man. Oh, yeah, there's something about it. I did it with my gardenias this year, by cuttings, yeah. and, and I, I had a little bit more success. So, yep. Anyway. So, Rachel, you there should do
0: it the Shell and Darcy way. No, apparently. no,
1: no. <laughs>
4: okay.
3: Coloured vessels, everybody. Coloured vessels. Okay, so we're doing that. And when... So- If you don't want to use water and you want to try using perlite or sphagnum moss, you can use those methods as well. Check weekly for the roots to form.
0: Now, Now, seasonally, can this be done at any time of the the year or is there a preferred time of the uh, lunar calendar or whatever they (laughs) recommend?
3: I don't know specifically about the lunar calendar, but I would suggest, that when your plants are growing, that's the best time to be taking cuttings. So, you know, spring, summer, autumn. Indoors, when you're propagating, like usually our temperature can be fairly controlled inside. So Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily going to be too cold. Um, However, in winter, everything does slow down with your growth rate and the amount of light that's available to your plants. So obviously, if you take cuttings over winter, they're going to take longer to produce roots.
1: Yes, I'm off to propagate now, Pete, so I've watch out for those babies.
0: <laughs> I've learned a lot today too. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks for joining You're us.
3: You're so welcome, guys.
0: Thanks again for having me on have, the show. Have a great day. Coast FM, this is The Gardening Gang with Pete and Cheryl. Particularly on like Today. Beautiful song there from Dusty Springfield at Coast FM, 26 minutes after 8 o'clock. Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy, this is The Gardening Gang. And Sherilyn, Mm. there's a controversy emerging in the, uh, particularly the Central Coast area over, well, let's not go into it yet because MC is going to join us, but there is a big thing emerging about um, the cost of running a community community garden.
1: It's a hot topic and big, big news. You want to stay tuned for this one.
0: Okay, we've got MC Microbe, our uh, trusty reporter has been checking Mm. this one out. And we'll come back real soon and talk about this, particularly those in the community gardening sector, you should know. FM with the gardening gang, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy here this morning. Thanks to Alan Graham's Caravans and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows, our faithful sponsors. We love them. It's time for the gardening goss this morning and we've got uh, MC Microbe standing by with a very, very gossy report today.
1: Ooh, I can't wait. Good morning, MC. Good morning, MC. <laughs> Hello,
4: gang. It is very uh, gossy today. Is it? Okay, gossy. let's uh, break open the uh, the
0: controversial bucket <laughs> and see what worms come out.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. What you got there? What's going on? I think how, how long has the gardening gang been been going now a couple of years yep that's it so a couple of years and I'd like to hope that over that that period maybe some of our listeners have been influenced and joined up with a community garden or local oh, uh, project thousands lots
1: of them lots of them have we love our community gardens and yes
4: but there's a lot that's happening in our community um, all the time but specifically around gardens recently it's with the the Central Coast Community Gardens they found themselves faced with an increase in rent. What? Yeah, these valuable community assets, it's all voluntarily run uh, and they're established on often unusable land that is either usually council or crown land administered and the volunteers are responsible for finding funds and any required infrastructure, all of which automatically becomes property of the council or crown. They're only paying a couple of bucks a year, aren't they? We we, we refer to it as a, a peppercorn rent, it's usually, mm. or usually, you know, a dollar per year. Yeah. Um, it's going to double, is it, uh, or triple? Well, there's no telling, you know, what uh, it can be uh, estimated to be.
1: I've heard rumblings of this, Pete. I have, and
0: uh, I,
1: from the gardeners, I've had rumblings of this. And I think, am I right, MC, that they're looking for commercial rents for these areas?
0: Yeah, like yeah, 500 bucks a week or something.
1: I don't know what the prices are, but but agricultural. So if you're sort of hiring somewhere for agricultural purposes, that's what they're looking for. But MC made a good point. If you go into community gardening, you've got to raise funds through grants or through growing things and selling them to put all the infrastructure in yourself and put in all the garden beds and all those things. And all that stuff that you put in there belongs to the council or crown, which is okay because that's what you want to do, you're doing it for the community. But in return, you know, you're paying a dollar a year rent, that's it, because you're providing a community service. But MC, this is this is scary stuff.
4: It is, it is. You know, like you said, um, the council and Crown are wishing to impose commercial rent on the Central Coast Community Gardens, which is just unacceptable and... Um,
1: double dipping, double dipping big way. They're getting the assets and they want the rent as well. They're getting everything. I know that you'd do yeah. that with a commercial if you were having a shop at Westfields or something, but, but this isn't a shop at Westfields, Pete. This is providing something that is so vital for the community. You know, it's for people's mental health to get out. As MC, you know, lots of people, they can't garden at home.
0: Do people pay big that money is- for the men's shed sites? I'm not quite sure. Because that's a similar yeah. thing, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's a they don't.
3: Asset. They don't pay anything.
0: They really? don't pay. Yeah, no. Well, because is there any reason the gardeners have been targeted? I don't is know. It, Do you know uh, MC
1: why that? Why it's gardeners?
4: Oh look, well, I think you're just getting from the pockets of anyone you can. Um, it's it's so unfortunate to see, and I hope that the outlook and um, respect for the volunteers and the, what they give to the community is a bit is appreciated a lot more in the future. Today's uh, gossip might be a little change of tone, but on a more serious note, this is, I guess, a call—a call to to, action—to have your say. What can we do, as a listener? You can start by writing to council and Crown Land, and just saying no to rent the community garden. What would they do if you couldn't find the dollars?
0: Kick you off and put a playing field there? I don't know what they're Uh, going to do.
1: No, I think they they just want the money because these blocks of land, MC was right at the beginning, the unusable bits of land. If you look at, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, San Remo uh, Community Garden, that's on an easement. That can't be sold. It can't be used for anything else. And so the clever people in that area set up a community garden. A lot of them are alongside community centres, so it's the garden around a community centre. Like We could do it here, Pete, we could have a community garden out there. But the important thing to realise is there's about 30 community gardens on the central coast. And, MC, I'm glad you brought this to the garden goss today on the table because this is just not on. You've riled me up.
0: Mate, she's
4: riled. She's ready to attack.
0: I'm riled.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Your your reaction is most appropriate, Gerilyn. I'm there with you too. Do we need to have the march of the gardeners. The, is that the march. Go?
1: Let's get it. Yeah, let's get our pitchforks coming down the main we, drag. M one. We do have pitchforks, gardeners, don't we? <laughs> so we can definitely I can do see that. It now. So right to council, okay. and it's like no to rent, no to rents, council and Crown Lands, no to rents for our community garden. Every
0: wheelchair and walking framing channel <laughs> will be there. Here we go. Stop it. Here we
1: go. No, no, no. Rents must go. There you go. I've got it already. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. Rents, rents must, must go. go. That's it. Well.
1: You. Look, we're, I think, I think, MC, we're sleeping giants, aren't we? That's <laughs> it, we are. We'll, we'll rise
0: up. That is the goss today. Should the council be charging more or less or not even any money for our community gardens on the coast? Uh, let the council know. Let them maybe be a local crowd, politician as well. Kids. Yeah,
1: let the and, local uh, politicians know. show your though. support
0: if you certainly have any interest in the community mm. gardens. Uh, MC has brought it to the fore today. Well done, MC. Mm. Well, thank you, mate. Thank you for the oh. Goss. The gang and the Goss every Saturday morning here at Coast FM. Yeah, protest song there. People gotta be free <laughs> by the young rascals here at Coast FM 963 and Pete Little, Saturday morning with the gardening gang. Pete and Sherlin aboard today on this absolutely beautiful weekend. I mean, we've had a pretty crappy old summer in terms of oh, the yes. weather, but boy, hasn't it come good for the latter part of the season? My
1: it God. It has. It's gorgeous. I'm out reading
0: here. about uh, 1920 here at Gos on the beaches. It's about 21 at the moment. So, sunshine, blue sky for a couple of days, too. Make the most of it.
1: Get out in the garden.
0: <laughs> go to the beach. Forget the garden. No. Give it a break. <laughs> no, you
1: have a garden and then go to the beach. Let to wash it in off. sunshine. There you go. I've got
0: to say, though. Yes. I mean, it's something that's often been forgot about this year. Is putting on the old cream to slip, stop, slap, slap because mm. getting out there in the middle of the day can be a bit mm. dangerous, and mm. I'm sure you cover up with a big hat, do you? Uh,
1: yes, I do. I'm a fan of the big hat. I like big, wide brim straw hats. I Like love a sombrero
0: them so much. or something,
1: is it? Almost. Yeah. Almost. I do like those. I think they sort of balance my big hair. That's what it is. And do you
0: put a number 15 or number 20 cream on? One of those no, I use uh, cream? No, no, you know, I don't like that.
1: Such a nice complexion. That. I'm going to sound like this is an ad, and it's not, but I am such a big <laughs> fan. Now, come with me, girls, and everyone else listening. Look, honestly, Hydrogel by Neutrogena. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. it and what about to, the boys? Well, the boys could use it too. Actually, actually, my son, who was in here last week, he put me onto it. There we go. So I've just thought about it. So the boys do use it, but it's beautiful. And I use it in the garden. It's not sticky. Very good, but very serious, yes. You do need to slip, slop and slap in the garden and on the beach.
0: We'll check with uh, What's Hot Vicky what she uses to cover up. <laughs> <laughs> when we come right back after we hear from Cole Joy this morning on Coast FM. Just gone a quarter to nine with Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy with the gardening gang today. And uh, we have now being joined by the lovely Vicky, what's hot Vicky from Narara Valley Nursery. Good morning, Vicky. Oh, good morning.
2: Good morning. How are you today? Very Hi, broad. Sherilyn. Just,
0: uh, thinking about what you may use to keep sun protection. Uh, what uh, kind of product do you put on your beautiful body? Oh. What are you doing? Does um, that sound unreasonable? She's very tan. I've got to say. <laughs> Can I say beautiful
1: Vicky, body? Vicky likes a tan. She does. She, she's a tan
2: gold, I'm not, girl? I'm not really a very good ambassador for sun protection because I just wear a hat and that's it.
0: <laughs> Nothing on the skin?
2: No, not really. You but we have naughty. to wear long sleeve shirts and hats anyway, oh, so, yeah. so, oh, and yeah. I'm yeah. undercover. Yeah. Okay, well...
0: Sherilyn gave us a couple of ideas about uh, a product. We won't give him a second ad no, today, no, so there no. you go. So, Vicky, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll no skin that. protection. Sherilyn, very nice skin uh,
3: protection.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wonder at what age you will turn to a... Prune, Vicky.
2: Oh, I know. If if anyone has seen the movie, There's Something About Mary and the Old Lady at the Window, if anyone knows that scene, (laughs) that will be me. I've got to
0: tell you, I am paying the cost today (laughs) of lack of uh, care for my skin back in the younger days. And I'm always at the Central Coast Skin Cancer Clinic for some reason. Oh, dear. (laughs) 13 minutes to nine. Vicky, now time to check out what's hot around our nurseries here on the coast. Your turn. All
2: right. All righty. So I'm starting at my local garden centre, Foresters Beach, and they've got a new batch of beautiful flowering water lilies. Oh. Burbank House and Garden at Erina Heights have 50% off all their roses off ends tomorrow at 4pm. So do not diddle-daddle. Mm. Mother Earth Nursery are very excited about their delivery of Sunday frayed hydrangeas. And if you take a look at the pics on their social media, you will see why. And Norville Green at Tookley have a super special on Acacia Lime White standards. And I mean super special. So have a look at their insert or drop-in store for a look.
0: Okay, well, that's a pretty good uh, roll-up there. You've uh, really got that by the throat. Now, what about we talk about what might be the huge offer, offer opportunities? That's be an opportunity,
2: way. not an that's offer. It. That's it <laughs>
0: at the Valley Nursery. Oh.
2: Okay, so hot in our garden centre this week. Aside from myself, Rachel, and Lauren, oh. <laughs> oh. just kidding, well, that's sort the of. But no. Arara, yes. <laughs> this week it's our cactus oh. and. Cactus loved the heat and hot it has been and oh my goodness I'm so glad that humid that humidity has buggered off today <laughs> a nice yes, change here today it has been humid. so we've got euphorbias uh, monstrous apple cactus and also I'm going to mention that we have our carnivorous plant in store too oh
0: now, the carnivorous plants, of course, I've learnt this over the years, they're ones that actually eat little bugs, don't they? You know?
2: Yep. Is that right? little bugs and little children. No, I mean no, bugs, no, yeah, no.
0: The bugs. Keep them away from your kids. That's, That's what right. they say. Behave you
1: you behave hours. yourself at the nursery. You never know what might happen. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. I you would have
0: put uh, that down as a what's, uh, what's not hot at the moment. Oh. <laughs>
2: Well, they're good for fungus gnats too. If you get the sun juice and put them in your lounge room or wherever you've got your house plants, they actually catch those little Um, pesky fungus gnats.
4: There's
0: a tip. Okay. Well, that's not a bad one. Uh, What's not hot hot. at the moment on the gardening scene? Vic?
2: I'm going to say this week uh, webbing caterpillars or the tea tree web moth. They eat the lower leaves of like your tea trees, calistamins, but yesterday I had a customer come in and had decimated his banksia. Ooh. So it was quite a bad uh, yeah. bit of carnage there. Early detection is best. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do catch it early, you can remove it with something like Yates Success Ultra, but sometimes it gets a little bit out of hand and you might need something stronger like carb But mm-hmm. just drop into your local garden centre and, yeah. yeah. We'll well, all I think sort that it out.
0: should be reported to the Crime Squad, that's <laughs> the Gardening Crime Squad. What do you reckon?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, I
0: reckon. They're invaders. They should be cut off at the knees. Yeah,
2: oh.
1: Bring crime stoppers. Well, I tell you what, it is a difficult thing when when these bugs attack native uh, plants. It is difficult, but uh, you can get advice from people at nurseries. They're wonderful.
0: Now, let's turn our thoughts now to this little game we play every Saturday morning. Vic, I think you're leading by three to nil. Yep. So far this year. Okay, (laughs) give you four. Uh, The goddess of the garden versus the dumb man, and that is Pete and Vic to try out that wonderful fact or fib, right, fact or fib game. Fact or fib,
1: yes, it's ready, ready to play at home. Coasties as well, it's time to play plant, fact or fib. I don't know what your score is, but Vicky's the winner at the moment. She's hot. Okay, (laughs) we're not going to talk cuttings today. We're going to talk something else. Pete, you always smell lovely when you come in here. I know you must use a nice aftershave or a nice men's cologne or something. Oh, thank you. You do. It's very, very lovely. It's re- I like a man who smells it's nice.
0: That's a nice radio idea I got one day. They said, Is "Put that... a nice smell on it; it'll just project through the radio." You it <laughs> well, it
1: projects <laughs> around the house. Smells nice from here. And it, well, yeah, I appreciate it every morning. I have to say, it smells very lovely. But have you ever wondered where this comes from? Well, I'm about to tell you. The fashion for men's toiletries began with the smells of peppers, and spice. And that's what most men's colognes do smell like. Oh, maybe some of the more modern ones smell a bit flowery, but you know, that's most of them like the old allspice and all that. We all have this peppery smell. Well, it was first popularised by the Russian infantry infantry during the Napoleonic Wars because, and it wasn't to smell nice at all.
0: Well, that was 200 years ago.
1: It was, but it wasn't to smell nice. It was Bloody gold back in those days. So they used to crush up the leaves of a plant, and that plant's called allspice. All right, yes. and they used to crush it up, and they'd put it in their socks. So to warm their feet so they could keep marching all the time. Well, they discovered that, oh, my goodness, it also smells nice. And when these blokes went back home and also the French smelt their socks and went, oh, oh, oh this smells fantastic, <laughs> that's where men's colognes came from. Is that a fact or is that a botanical fib?
0: And they called it <laughs> allspice.
1: No, well, allspice is actually a seasoning that people put into, into uh, things. Indeed. It is pimenta well, well, let that me try and think plan. about this for
0: a moment. I so think maybe men's... Men's, uh, particularly men's, uh, fragrances go back a long way before that for uh, mm, the children's mm, mm. years. I think it might go back to the Romans even. So I'm going to, this time, Vicky, <laughs> if I may jump in first. Thank you very much for the opportunity uh, to say that's uh, like a bit of a fib, I'd say, today. What do you think, Vick?
2: <laughs> Is it all right if I side with Pete and go with the fib Cause I feel the like a fib too? like it's
1: feel like. too. Okay,
2: you both wrong.
1: Okay, oh. <laughs> it's true. Although men have uh, most probably been making them smells nice, and the ancient Romans, you are correct, Pete. They did, but they favoured floral flavour, uh, floral oh, scents. Nothing like else. Yeah, okay. it was actually this true. This story is a hundred percent true. So that's another one for me. <laughs> oh, was
2: looking forward oh, okay. to my prize today. There you
1: to go. Vic there you go. So allspice is something that you might be familiar with. It's a seasoning, and as the name suggests it evokes memories of cinnamon ginger cloves and nutmegs and ground all spice, if you put it into a powder you can it does actually make volatile oils that warm the skin and the scent was what people at that time went that's so nice and they started basing a lot of men's toiletries on those scents
0: there you go Vic. uh we'll live to fight another <laughs> day next week on the radio Catch
2: you
0: then. Thanks, Vicky. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Have a good day. She's so hot. One time
4: Vicky from Narara Valley. Does he love me? I want to know. At home with the Gardening Gang. Coast FM
0: 963. It's the word word that greets. Coast FM with the classic hits. And the Gardening Gang, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy, thanks to our sponsors, Alan Grahams Caravans and RVs, who are this weekend at the Newcastle Camping and Caravan Show, and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. Sherilyn, shall we roll the bell? Yay!
1: It's to get it is Time dirty. to get your hands dirty. And find out the gardening news as well. All happening right here this morning in our second hour. I'm so excited. What I'm most excited about, Pete, is our gardening events are happening again. Everybody's woken up from their summer holidays and off we go. If you're out and about on the coast today, the Community Environment Network has their wild plant sale, and there's a talk too with Jacqueline Pearson. She'll be there. It kicked off at nine o'clock, still on. Now this is on at the Wild Plant Nursery on Loop Road at the University University of Newcastle Central Coast campus at Arimba There, lovely little place. You just drive in, follow the signs. It's just there. They've got lots of lovely plants, and and Jacqueline will be talking about the issues surrounding the environment in the local area as well. But if you want some of those na- native plants, it's a great place to pick them up. Or as always and talk to the experts as is well. Is near the
0: car park, is it? That? It's That's just the near the car park. Yeah, when you go park. in,
1: it, yeah, it's just mm. right in there. So if you're out and about, pop in there and say hello to our good friends at CN. They're fantastic.
0: Okay, gloves
1: on. Gloves on, let's go. Uh, summer fruit trees will need to be pruned once your harvest is complete. And also keep deadheading those summer flowers. You might get a flush or two coming along, but they'll need it just to be tidied up and to keep healthy. If you're looking at laying some new turf now's a really good time to do it. Get out there and get that turf going. But you'll need to prepare your ground first as well and level it and feed it a little bit. But now's a pretty good time. We've got a few more rains coming along, so there you go. This week, you could plant, as always on the Central Coast, culinary herbs all year round, aren't we lucky? Also, dwarf beans, beetroot, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbages, carrots, cauliflowers, celery, chicory, endive, kohlrabis, leek, lettuce, Onions, that's the spring onions, parsnips, and peas can be planted now. I'm very excited about this. Who doesn't love a fresh pea? Do you like them, Pete? Every morning, Every... four o'clock. <laughs> you do not. Uh, tubers of potatoes, radishes, uh, rhubarb crowns, also shallots, silver beet, and now spinach can come in as well, as well as weeds, turnips. In the flower world, I keep saying this, but now's the time to get your autumn colour in, very good time and also calendulas, candy tufts now, canterbury bells, love those Cone flowers, that's your echinacea delphiniums, dianthus everlasting daisies, that's the Aussie ones as well, and straw flowers. forget-me-nots, fox gloves can go in as well gypsophila, that's the old baby's breath hollyhocks and honesty, I love those, those, those little, they look like little coins very, very pretty, pansies are nice little and poppies and primula and wallflowers as well, just to name a few.
0: A oh, delicate ones in there too, I haven't heard for a long time.
1: Oh, look, there's a lot of cottage garden things that can yes, go in at the moment. Absolutely. People. Don't forget our natives, get along and help CN out.
0: Okay, that's great. Uh, thank you very much, Sherlin. We'll have every uh, Saturday morning we sort of ring the bell to hail in our get your hands, get your hands dirty, dirty segment. Meantime, we're going on the road out to Arimba to check out their big markets <laughs> yes. for the CN. What about this? Here's Willie. Coast FM. I was thinking about gardening
1: there. (laughs) Sherwin. They were. What it's all
0: about, that rhythm of life in the garden? And this is the Gardening Gang with Pete and Sherilyn every Saturday morning here at Coast FM 963. Now we're talking to Tanya, the pet vet nurse, and we have some disturbing news.
1: Oh, what is it, Pete? The
0: disturbing news is we have an overload of pets at our local shelters. Oh. Too many for the regular demand of people, you know, taking... Oh, of
1: taking them on? Yeah, taking them on. That is not a good situation. Uh, Tanya,
0: good morning to you.
1: Morning,
2: Tanya. Good morning, guys.
0: Tanya, you're aware of this, that uh, we have uh, more dogs and cats and rabbits uh, in those pounds Mm. that need to be accommodated. Help us through this. What what have you heard?
2: They're at capacity and... You know, they, they don't know what to do. You know, a lot of these shelters are struggling financially. You know, they've got volunteers that, mm-hmm. that are helping. And, you know, they, they just have nowhere to put these, these animals, you know, who through no fault of their own are either born there or, you know, have been surrendered there or have just been found on the streets. Tanya, why are we in this situation now? Why now
1: that we have so many?
0: I think the existing ones are living too long.
1: Is it? <laughs> Unfortunately,
2: you know, summertime, they, cats breed. Mm. Um, they breed a lot in the summer. Um, you know, also, say, you know, post-Christmas, um, surrenders. Oh, yeah, surrenders, they yeah. Will be, yeah. They yeah. will be coming yeah. out They'll out too. be coming Yep, sure. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a pattern yeah, to that every um, year. Um, mm. Look, there absolutely
0: is, you know. I think there's still post-COVID surrenders. to be honest with you. Um, Yeah. yeah. If one is keen to pursue, maybe pick up a pet for 2023, Uh, Sherilyn had a few ideas how to make that selection, how to... I think
1: it's a difficult thing, Pete, like going and wanting to rescue a dog, say, or a cat. Uh, there's a lot of concerns for people as well and they have different situations. so how do you go about choosing the right rescue pet?
2: You definitely need to go and talk to the people at the shelter. Um, sometimes they will offer a trial, which mm-hmm. I think is oh, definitely okay. a good thing. Yeah, good I idea. think you need to, I think you need to be really sensible you know if you have a family of small children, you need to find out the, the animal's history. You know, if it's a large breed dog and you have no experience with large breed dogs, I don't think that would be a good choice if you have a family of small children. Not because they're necessarily aggressive, but Mm. because large breed dogs sometimes take a certain amount of experience.
0: Yes, I don't think we'd take on an Irish setter (laughs) at our place. I think that would be a bit of a trick.
1: So is there an obligation of these shelters to tell the people that are coming to look at these pets their background? And I'm going to go there. So if a dog has been surrendered because of behavioural problems, perhaps it has bitten someone, is there some sort of legal requirement that they have to
2: tell people that are coming and having a look?
0: Yes, yeah, so is it on their history yes. card?
2: Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Definitely. I think, um, look, I don't know the legalities of it, but hmm. I do know that look, they are pretty upfront. I know the RSPCA, for example, are very upfront, and they will work within, you know, within the re- their rehabilitation team. But they will mm. also work within the family, and that work is ongoing. And mm-hmm. I assume that the other the other shelters around around the coast do the same thing. So they, I imagine that they would work with the family afterwards. If that's a real credit to them, because that's what you want. Because often it's training the humans yeah. as well yeah. as training the animals.
4: Yeah. yeah, there's a you lot know, of dogs entirely.
2: out there that are, you know,
1: they go through popularity. That's the whole thing. And people think that's a cute looking dog. That's great. But they don't realise the behavioural, and I'm not talking about nasty behaviours. I'm just talking about the way they are. You know, I'm, I'm going to bring Sailor up, but I'm I'm a great lover of the boxer breed. And it is not a suitable dog for people that are not home during the day. And it's not a suitable dog really for people with really little children. Now, there's always exceptions to the Rule, but they're very boisterous. They're ve- they're very stubborn. People think they're stupid. They're not. They're just stubborn. Not suitable for a lot of people because they will do whatever they like. And I'm sure Tanya, you, you you'd have experience with
5: boxes.
2: Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. similar dogs. Yeah. I mean, look, I would struggle to rehome any dog with someone that wouldn't sign something saying they're gonna walk it every day. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> you know? But that's yeah. me that's mm. me personally, mm. but 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 absolutely when it comes to some breeds, mm. like if you're not prepared to walk your dog yep. with certain breeds, I, I would be so strict I probably wouldn't adopt any out <laughs> <laughs> if I was the, the adoption coordinator. Yeah. But you know, I think that a lot of if not the majority of behavioural issues stem from dogs not being not being walked, you know? Okay. And mm-hmm. yes, I know there's a lot of dogs that are anxious and they really struggle with their walking mode. Yes. Do you know what absolutely melts my heart when you see people walking their dogs in strollers or oh. in, um, yeah, <laughs> little things. No because, there's, no, because, because, mm. no, because their dogs are too old or they have injuries oh, or something and their dogs can't actually so physically walk anymore. Oh, okay. But their dogs enjoy their walk. So much,
1: and these owners are so yep. committed to taking I, their jobs. I was at the Lake Haven shops last week and I saw a lady in Priceline, if she's listening, probably not, but anyway, she had a Pomeranian in a pram. And you know what, Tanya, I actually thought. I stood there and went, "Oh my goodness, really?" And then she turned around and looked at me, and I smiled. And she said, "Oh, he's had all these operations and he can't walk." And then I felt terrible. Oh and, and she God. said, "And I really can't leave him by himself." And then I went, and then I was like, Hit, "That's wonderful." And we've got,
0: and we've got Penny with the Pomeranian on the line right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no, and I did think it was lovely that she didn't leave him home and he's in a... I thought that was a,
0: just a quirky piece of behaviour. No.
1: And oh. it was a... Do you know what, Pete? It actually... I looked at the branding. It was... There was a brand and it was like Pet Pram or oh. something. I was like, it's
5: actually made no,
4: There we go.
1: Anyway, yeah. is, these are good tips about uh, picking... There were good tips in there as well about choosing a dog or a cat or a rabbit or whatever from one of our local pounds. So yes, rescue the, the first. Yes, the message
0: is adopt a pet. Because there's plenty available right now. There's tons available right now. Thank you, Tanya, for your time this morning. And it's always a joy to catch up. Tanya Middleton, there, our pet vet nurse at Coast FM with the gang today. With Pete and Sherilyn. Coast FM, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy on this Saturday morning. The property report today will be uh, handled by uh, Sherilyn and Pete in regard to looking after plants Mm. in a strata complex. What a good idea. And we had a call this week uh, from one of our listeners called Grace, who has um, a little chore she undertakes in a volunteer va- basis. I like that. At the Booker Bay Peninsula area there with the units. G'day, mm-hmm. Grace. And Grace come in to talk about a little issue that she has to cope with.
5: Morning.
0: Nice to see you, Grace.
5: <laughs> nice to see you both.
0: Now, you're um, a bit of a gardener, I understand. You enjoy your
5: plant. Yes, I do. I love them.
0: Okay. Uh, with a great passion. You, you know you've got a lot of time for them?
5: Well, I try to make time for them, but you, i I love them. I like to see them cared for.
0: And on that basis, it's all been dumped on you, I understand, <laughs> to look after the plants in that strata complex. Yes. Or well, have you taken it on or somebody
5: yeah, I'm about, about. I, I've mm. taken it on because no one else would really do it constantly. So. Ah, so do they not have like a company that comes in at Strata Title Places and look after things? We do have the the gentleman that comes in that does the lawns. just that, the lawns, that's, that's, that's it. it? Oh, so what sort of plants are there? Oh, the, we've got frangipanis. <laughs> um, you've got <laughs> some trees, you've got some hedges. Uh, we've got hedges, yes, mm-hmm. we've got hedges, and we have a few trees, not a lot, but... Six months ago, we had to take a lot out from our driveway flower bed because mm. the pipes were blocked.
4: Oh. Oh. So
5: we've lost all that, and this is the biggest job I've got to do now. So, what are you going to do in place? There? I'm going to put some native um, bushes, right, nothing that's too good. high. And nothing that has too many invasive roots as well. Yes, definitely. Keep away from the pandaria, okay? Because that's that's something people like to put in, but uh, it does have very invasive roots. No, I'll be going to a nursery where they will suggest things for me, Mm -hmm. and I don't want them to grow too high, maybe a metre, and not a lot for me to look after uh, later on. Easy care? Easy care, Mm. Mm. yes. Okay. So do you provide your
0: own tools and equipment for that or is that part of the...
5: We've got that there. Part of the assets of the the building. But the the plants, I mean, I will buy them, but they will refund me.
0: Oh, that's all right. I'd say there are many dozens, if not hundreds, of people on the coast, Mm. many dozens of people in that same circumstance who take on... The mantle of looking after the plants in their strata complex. Yes.
1: I had no idea. I really didn't. I know I'm sounding a little bit Marie
5: Antoinette at the moment, going, "Oh, that just gets taken <laughs> care of by oh, somebody." The strata, so, yeah. I, yeah, I really did think that. Well, so you've we've surprised done saying me too much. I mean, mm-hmm. the buildings were built in the '70s, mm-hmm. so we do not need a lot of maintenance. But our strata fee wasn't very high. Ah. It's only started to be high when I got on the committee. I'd so pay. you pushed them higher. So What did you...
1: do no, she make You know bird. why? You know why? Because she's improved oh the ground God. so much with her gardening that she, they've gone, this this place is worth more now. <laughs> is that how it works, Pete? I don't know. They
0: must hate you. No,
5: no, they don't. They don't. Actually, they're very nice people, but some of them are... You know, seniors more than I oh. am, and it, you can't expect them to no. be digging into it. It's,
1: it's very difficult. Yeah. Well, it's a
5: credit to you that you're doing it. Well, I'm done. actually enjoying it.
0: And did you uh, have much in terms of gardening prior to moving to your to your current residence?
5: Well, when I had my family home, I did. Mm. Yes, mm. so mm. I did mm. love.
0: And you moved up from uh, the Big Smoke in Sydney, did you, Grace? Yes, yeah. Chipping
5: Norton. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: lovely. Yeah. And I love it. Booker Play is lovely for oh. gardens as well. Look, you as well. chose
0: a gorgeous part of
5: the coast you there. Yeah, you yeah, very absolutely. lucky. I was very lucky, yes. yes.
1: Well, I'm sure that one of our great nurseries, there are many, might pop down to Narara Valley Nursery and the girls will help you there to choose okay. things. But definitely there's lots of Australian natives that fit that profile, some small shrubs. And uh, some of the trees are in dwarf varieties as well that you'll find too. So there's lots of things you can put in there. I'm thinking of in the top of my head at the moment some some lovely grevilleas, some of the dwarf banksias could work well. Shall I? What about ground cover? What can you suggest? Ah, One of my favourites is fairy fan flowers. They are absolutely gorgeous and grow really, really well on the coast. And if you want something that's a little bit different, you can try pig face. Now, they're gorgeous. You can eat those as well. Yeah, there you go. You can put the flowers in your cocktails. They look fantastic. They grow a lot on our beaches across the uh, Central Coast, so they'll grow really well there. And they're hardy, and you
5: can definitely pick those up from the, the nurseries. My daughter's got a good garden. She'll give me some of that. So well, I'm She's sure if you go and see Vicky
0: right. and the crew at Narara that's Valley. It. Narara Valley. And they'll, yeah, give you and they'll have a good chat with you as well. They'll have a chat. they love a chat. And uh, there it. is also a special discount for uh, pensioners. Yes, round the clock. <laughs> oh, that's a free. That's for them too. It is, isn't it? Uh, a bit naughty. Thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah,
1: thanks, Greg. Grace. Thank you both. It was Thank
0: lovely. You. Enjoying the uh, the gardening show today. Grace from Booker Bay, one of our gardening gangsters here at Coast FM <laughs> Oh, she is now. <laughs> We've got the weekend What's On show coming up after the news at 10 today with uh, our pair of beautiful ladies in there preparing at the Let moment. Look at
1: them go. They're, they're ready to go, We've got Pete. Lisa
0: and we've got Mishka. Mm. And they're coming up after 10 today. Now, Sherilyn... Yes? uh, I was going to mention something that was going to be rather important to our lives. Oh, I know what it was. Mm -hmm. What's on next week?
1: Oh, what's (laughs) on next week? We're getting close to the very special day of the year. You know what it is, Pete? Oh, the Day
0: of Love. Yes, the Day of Love.
1: Must be Valentine's Day, sir. So we're talking flowers next week. Particularly, we're talking edible flowers. We've got a couple of amazing guests on that are going to let us all know how to grow our own edible flowers... And also some tips on getting the right flowers for the one you love.
0: (sighs) Valentine's.